Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Darlene Meisner, a registered social worker and feminist coach for high-producing women and the founder of Decollage Solutions, who help women to work past their barriers and move forward with support. Oh, love that. Darlene, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, so welcome. Hey, can you expand a little bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Well, like you said, I I love to work with high producing women. I've uh, people who are ready to work past their barriers. And um, what was the second question? Let's just fill out the picture. Just describe where your business is today. Where what where have you got to? What have you built? So I have I've been I've been working as a social worker for so many years and I created my own business back in 2016, this business specifically. And mm-hmm. it's evolved over the years. So I had small little um contracts here and there. I uh, was also uh, a foster parent for high-risk youth during some of that time. I have then worked predominantly with folks in marginalized communities here in Canada in one-to-one therapy. And today, uh, I want to focus mainly on coaching women. And I've 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 taken on some clients one off here and there throughout my time of of offering therapy and i really love this niche of working with women who are ready to take those steps move past whatever's in their way and have these breakthrough moments nice love that so talking about these these breakthrough moments actually let's start from the start what do you find like time and time again in the the barriers or maybe it's just the awareness that that's not quite there that you that you find that you sort of work through or you guide and that's kind of the first stepping stone within your time together i'd say it's it's often the i can't syndrome i can't do this or i can't go there i can't i can't i can't um people often have their own barriers when it comes to their families, to their relationships, 
um, to workplaces and mm. which is the reason why I moved out of um, working for other people. I haven't worked for somebody else since 2015 because so many work environments are so toxic and they really hold you back and don't allow you to move forward in the way that you want to. So mm. I created a business at the time uh, and since left that business and then created this one the the following year. So most of the folks that I work with are are working in some way just moving past those barriers. A lot of I can'ts, they don't see what their potential is. Uh, sometimes they physically need to move out of a space. It could be mm. a, a home or even a whole city. Yeah. Nice. There's a sort of lot wrapped up in that. Um, when when clients come to you on Forget Yourself, we find typically our clients are in one of three places, either place one which is clarity I, I don't know what i want i have no idea i don't know what's possible number two is i know what i want i just don't know what to do or number three is i know exactly what to do i just can't fucking do it of those kind of phases, where do you find that sort of your clients are sort of typically in it depends so there's i feel like definitely what you shared um sometimes people are coming in with the the so many things have just overwhelmed them there so they're in crisis and mm. they're like I have this 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 going on and I I don't know what to do I have no idea what to do so exactly what you said clarity mm. okay so you, let's let's acknowledge that you have a lot of things going on right now talk about each one of those individually and really try to bring them down out of that overwhelmed state to yeah. really be able to focus and look at these issues one by one. Because mm. when we're looking at things, when we have so many things to do, and this is this happens to all of us, when we have so many things to do, it's overwhelming, period. Whether we, we express that outwardly, whether we hold it internally, uh, whether we do things that we don't even realize that we're doing. So for myself, some of the times that I have too many, when I have too many things going on and I, and I don't know what step to take, I'll, I'll turn on Netflix. Okay. I'm going to watch some TV right now. I'm going to watch some Seinfeld and to really just get me calm. And mm. that's when I know that I need to really look at what's on my plate and tackle each one individually not all at I, once i love that awareness i love it when you we use it ourselves as, as sort of guinea pigs because in that moment you're overwhelmed you go straight towards your coping mechanism okay i'm aborting i'm changing the perspective i'm changing what's happening so it's a physical response not a mental response and that leads you to be able to go okay now what is it i need to be doing because I, I took myself out of the scenario managed well, coped with myself now how do i manage how do i shift this so i love that you can you notice these things about yourself and it's like now i can put these the tools the tactics the roadmap that you know into action so when you you sort of guide your clients through this overwhelm maybe it's the awareness it's maybe people have normalized it i know we all do we normalize these scenarios and these feelings it's like hold on you know stress is good stress is great too much of it is is not, and that's what's been normalized. So where, where do you find with you know the fears, the worries, the overwhelms, 
what is the the, the most limiting thing that you, you find time and time again with with your clients? The inability to put up boundaries when they need to. Okay. And with next to no boundaries up, what happens? What's 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 the natural outcome of that? People get stuck in their patterns, patterns of like old patterns of how they communicate verbally and non-verbally with people in their sphere. So it could be family members, again, work work uh, related. It could be um, it could be neighbors anywhere. So when we when we don't when we're not aware of what's going on, we don't stop and look at what's really happening here and put up those boundaries. Maybe I won't go to that Sunday night dinner at so-and-so's house. Maybe I don't want to go to that store where they constantly treat me like garbage. Maybe I don't want to pick up my mail from that post office where people are, you know, people tend to gather and bother me or whatever the, the scenario might be really just sit back and figure out what it is that's bringing that stress. And it's really, it's, 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 it really sounds simple to put up a boundary, but in action, it's not always that easy. So that's Mm -hmm. where I, I begin with folks um, after we take, you know, take a blueprint of what's going on, see what all their rules are and which ones are causing them stress and then to deal with each one individually. And when we do that, it decreases the overwhelm and it allows people to see where boundaries can be put up. And boundaries can be a really scary word for people. So we sometimes we can use different words like what's going to feel best for you here instead of using let's put up a boundary. What's going to feel best for you in this scenario? Well, it'll feel best that if I go to that person's place that I have to go to on Sundays for dinner, that I sit outside in the yard, in the garden, instead of inside in the living room with people that don't make me feel good. Yeah. So those irritations, if you call them that, sometimes they're small irritations. And again, they're normalized. And to have these consistent irritations throughout the day, we may not notice it, but it takes its toll. It's all these little little jabs. Keep it takes our energy, takes our life force. It just it takes our attention away. So, I love that you brought boundaries. It's so important. But I think it brings back into sort of business because as as a coach, as a social worker, crumbs, you are so passionate about helping other people and trying to you know, make an impact in, in your area. So just like so many people in your situation, it's it's a very heartfelt business. It's, I want to help other people. It's coming from the amazing place of caring. Double-edged sword. Maybe that brings in lack of boundaries, a bit of perfectionism, a bit of trying to put other people first. That We can justify it and they're small, but have, did you sort of see that maybe as you started, maybe as you've grown? Do you see these things sort of coming to play? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and even um, there are some people that will take up all your time. 
they're people that will 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 if they know especially when you're talking about social work they know you're there to support them and they will take 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 so so on that note the other piece to that is for me to remember to have my boundaries to be able to stick within a time frame, which I don't always do, mm-hmm. and to also ensure that I'm taking care of myself afterwards if somebody's sharing something with me that's very heavy. So mm-hmm. having my own my own boundaries is really important. And I've I have seen how it hasn't helped me over the years, which is how it's so easy to see in other people that it's something that needs to be practiced. Yeah. And continue to practice and evolve as, as you evolve, as your clients evolve, as, as your situations change. Because we were chatting away offline before you came on about, you know, it's to know all this stuff, to know the principles, the practices, the reasons, to understand it is one thing. But to then actually do it ourselves in the moment, oh my gosh, that is a completely different kettle of fish. And that's what this show is all about, to highlight that we're all human. We're all going through different challenges. And even knowing everything, knowing the right principles, knowing what to do, again, back to those three stages. I know exactly what to do. I just can't fucking do it. I know. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. What's all that about? So this the humanness about this, making mistakes, working through it, it's kind of beautiful and exciting and frustrating. So how has that led into uh, to your business as you've grown, as you've evolved your business? What has it been like for you as things change? You have to wear all these different hats. There's so much more work you have to do that maybe you weren't, you didn't realize to start with. What's that journey been like? Well, it's been bumpy. <laughs> That's for sure. I'd say, you know, um, What's really helped me in my journey is taking that step back and looking at who do I best serve? And this Mm. is when I decided that I would niche down and work predominantly with women and non-binary people. And this is due to, you know, many times, many, many, many men I've worked with and when it comes down to it, often men don't want to be coached by women, in my experience. And I I work best with women. It's 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 just how it is. So that was one of the ways, like trial and error was figuring mm-hmm. out who it was that I can best serve. And also working with high producing women the reason why I use that term is because these are already women who know that they need to take a step forward and have done that in their life. There may be some areas where they continuously get stuck or new areas that they just, that come up or old barriers that they never got past that, that, sometimes come into their lives and whatnot. So working with women that are already at that level ensures that they're ready to do the work. So one of the other pieces that I found in work in my past throughout my life is working in programs um, where people aren't ready to really make those steps. So that goes back 
to what we're talking about with the boundaries and people who will take your time. So because I have um, the government funded programs, the services aren't costing the clients anything to utilize. And so in that, you get a wide variety of folks and they're at different levels. So when you're working with folks who are coming from all these different areas, sometimes they're they're in absolute chaos and mm. that may or may not be able to be worked through. And sometimes people have, they've lived with so much chaos in their lives that it's never going to change that that chaos they're going to often continuously live in chaos and working in the area that I work in in social work I've had to come to terms with that that I can't fix everybody that I can't help everybody that not everybody is ready to be helped that no matter what people will take 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 and never see mm. that you're there to support them. And with really, really, really deeply traumatized people, they will often, if you're in their lives, they will often blame you for whatever, no matter who is in their peripheral. It's not me. It's it's everybody that mm. if you lend a hand to them, but it's because their brain is just in a chaos, like a chaotic state they don't see when somebody is really there to support them or they have such high expectations. They want everything fixed. And if you can't do that, then there's something wrong with you too. So I mean, with, this... with all of that, there's, there's so much in that. And for you to be put in a position where you're having clients who, who maybe don't want to be there, don't really value it. They haven't put their, their, they haven't really gone all in. It's not a hell. Yes. They haven't really paid for it. There's a whole lot in that. And, Whilst I know you said that you, you try that era finding the right kind of clients and you know, working with men wasn't the right thing for you, but you were finding this, you were evolving and working out what that is. In all these situations, it is so, so easy to bring it back to us thinking, where am I doing wrong? I, I can help these people. What, what mistakes have I made? And it's so easy to look inward and blame ourselves and try and maybe solve problems. So I can, I can solve this. I can solve this riddle. I can, I can do it. How have you been able to to work your way through that and not take on so much responsibility? What what was maybe the biggest lessons along the way that allowed you to to be able to do that? I'd say that I definitely have taken it on quite a bit, you know, and looked at myself, what's wrong with me many, many mm -hmm. times throughout my career, throughout my personal life. And it's it's about really, really stepping back and not, you know, not blaming myself, not blaming the client, but looking at what's going on on a macro level. We know that our world has all sorts of systemic barriers that hold people back. And in that, that we all behave based on the experience that we've had in our lives. Hmm. And sometimes, sometimes there's so much that people are dealing with that they, they can't, don't have the ability, I, I shouldn't say can't, but they, they 
they'll have a very hard time moving out of it. So people yeah. who are more affected by systemic barriers are going to have a harder time to move past those because they're out of their control. Yeah. So, so that, that would, that's, that's really what it comes back to for me is what's going on here at a macro level. We have unfair systems, no matter where we look and no matter in what country that we're in, there's systemic barriers that hold people back. Some people can move forward with ease and other people can't. And that's what makes me feel better. So I, I mean, let me pause. Let me pause there. It doesn't make me feel better because it's also exhausting at another level where it's like, oh, why do I even try? You know, the, there's definitely that where I throw my hands up in the air and say, like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm 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 fighting a fight that I'm never going to win. And then it, then again, another time you have to step back and say, but we can we can make these little we can plant these little seeds. And when we're working with one person, so I could be working with 30 people. And if one person gets support from me out of those 30, you know, um, or hears my message or feels like they're going to take those steps, then we have to celebrate those small wins because we have one life and we do live in an unfair world and lots of things are going on for lots of people all the time. So let's just take it day by day, step by step, little by little. Yeah. And you said it, you can't serve everyone. So are you fighting a losing battle? It depends what perspective you have. If you're trying to change everything, everyone, absolutely. And you're never going to win that one. But narrow down to who are my people? What am I actually trying to do here? Where can I make it? difference and by the direct impact that you have and then by association the indirect impact oh my gosh it's huge so to be able to focus again it's intention it's attention it's where this is that's what makes an absolute difference so with with you and growing your business and being a solopreneur wearing all the hats doing all the things what's it like behind the scenes as you've been growing evolving trying to do the right thing balancing the needs of the clients and crumbs all the things that you need to do to be able to get keep your business going what's that been like well that's a loaded question and i'll give you a loaded answer so for me because i um i i just came back from a four-week solo road trip throughout the states I didn't even mean to take that trip i had gone down to indiana for a um, a, a women's event. And then I decided that I was going to keep going and I didn't come home for four weeks. <laughs> and in that time I had stayed with some, some now friends who I met at that, at that event. I, I stayed an extra night there. I was going to leave one day and, and head to Tennessee. And, uh, I decided I would stay with them. They invited me to stay in their Airbnb because somebody else had moved out. And as I was in that Airbnb, I promise I have a point here. And as I was at that Airbnb, I looked around and I thought, this is, this is a really nice place. So I have a really big home. I have a really big home because I was fostering here. So I bought this home when I was fostering high-risk youth. So it has five bedrooms, three full bathrooms. It has, um, some other like secret rooms, which is the one that we're in today. And it has uh, three living rooms, 
um, a basement that's unfinished, but laundry and storage is down there. Anyway, I have a very big place and I live alone. And so as I was in this Airbnb, I was looking around and I thought, you know, this place is really nice and it's old like mine. So my house is over a hundred years old. I'm going to, I'm going to put my house on Airbnb. And it was also like, I looked at this house and even though it was beautiful, it also wasn't perfect. And I thought, okay, I don't need my house to be perfect because of course we often fall into the trap of feeling like we need to be perfect. Our things need to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. So let's do the unperfect. And so I had planned in my mind what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do when I get home and all these things. So as you're saying that, so I'm, so I'm, uh, I do my work. I like I'm coaching and I'm, uh, redoing my website on my own. Uh, I've changed all my service packages. So they're all, um, brand new. Uh, I'm getting my house ready for Airbnb, not only buying furniture, but doing like renovations, minimal renovations, not nothing hugely structural. Cause I did all of that when I bought the house before the kids moved in and um, I'm planning to get back on the road. So there are lots of things going on as you're asking, like, what's it like? Well, all the pieces of the business, as well as trying to figure out this other business, I'm going to be putting my house on Airbnb, which is a whole other business. So I need to, if I'm going to be on the road, I need someone to, manage it. I need someone to clean it. So like people I can trust. Mm. Otherwise you're not going to have the high star rating and whatnot. You know, um, luckily my daughter's a plumber, so she can, you know, assist with anything plumbing related. So trying to get all those ducks in a row, it's really, um, creating a whole other business. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. So you're wearing all the hats with this business and hey, I'm going to do something different. And But it affords you. I think all these things afford you to be able to live and experience the life that, that you want and look at your journey. It's changed. There's been so many transitions. A lot of it has been outward focused, other people. I'm sure that gives you monetary rewards, also fulfillment, satisfaction. So there's the selfish nature coming in. It's like, yeah, I... That's my fulfillment. That's what I love to do. There's been a lot of transitions and it's given you the, maybe the expertise, the experience, like, okay, I'm going to do it again. This one's a bit different, but I'm going to do it anyway. So exciting, scary, all the above. All of Haven't the quite above. got a plan, but we're, we're still <laughs> doing it. Above. Thing, right? Every day, every night before I go to bed, I look at my schedule and because I want to know if because lately over the past handful of weeks, I've been waking up in the night. I also go to bed really early. Like for example, two nights ago, I was, um, I sat down on the couch to relax after my day. And I was like, wow, I could, I am so tired. I could barely keep my eyes open. What time is it? I look, it was 7 PM. No joke. I just got everything ready and I went to bed. I don't always fall asleep, but it's, it's, it's as if I need to you know, be in a darker space and just laying yeah. down and comfortable. So I fell asleep quite early that night. And then I woke up, I thought, Oh, wow, what a great sleep. And I look at the clock and it was midnight. <laughs> so 
like, so again, I have to look at my schedule before I go to bed because I need to know, do I, if I wake up in the night, what, what, what time do I actually have to get out of bed? Hmm. You know, because then I'm going to be up for a little bit in the night when I do wake up. So that's been happening um, for the past handful of weeks, like I said, because I'm I'm juggling all these balls, but I am getting enough rest. I really am. <laughs> My sleep is just not in the best. Um, it, it's just not what it was it, and it has been throughout my life. So I, I take it a, like a grain of salt. Is that the term? Like a grain of salt? Absolutely. Well, it's just, of salt? Yeah. The way to be able to actually hold hold space for, for yourself during this, there are all these different aspects of, of us. Some we'll let slide at certain points. Others are non-negotiable. So as you're doing this, you're taking on so much more. There are so many more transitions happening. There's so much more coming your way, which is so exciting that your body is catching up. It's almost like your body is trying to catch up with you with where your mind knows that you're going so there's a whole energetic sort of tie in there as well which is kind of beautiful nice well look darling thank you so much for sharing um, you know so openly behind the scenes what it's like for you as crumbs as as you grow as you evolve as you help more and more people um it's fascinating to hear what you what you've been working through and, and, and how you also guide your women through through their transition up leveling their life thank you so much thank you you're welcome and look if if people want to find out more about about you and the amazing work that you do where can they find you they can go to my website at darlenemeisner.com there we are everyone if you're curious go and check it out but hey thank you so much it's been so much fun to break this down with you likewise Welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed it's how people find us it is and we want all their earballs <laughs> all the earballs all over the place we do nice yeah so please do all those things we'll be ever so grateful and then more people hear your beautiful voice or yours oh yeah <laughs> see you next time bye